if the bra has come off, it's not going back on. Like, I'll say thanks for the invite. Maybe we can plan for next week or... You're listening to the Fit Style Podcast, where you'll learn how to live a holistic lifestyle in a conventional society. I'm your host, Patty Lauren, and I'm a functional personal trainer with almost a decade of experience. I'm also living an unconventional lifestyle in the midst of having an autoimmune disease. I'll show you how to go against society's standards of health, beauty, and lifestyle and learn to live your best life yet. What a time to be alive. Be your own advocate and let's live well together. is all about boundaries. So we are going to be talking today about family boundaries. We've got some questions from the community. We're talking about boundaries with friends and maybe even boundaries around social media. So joining me again today for this episode is my lovely cousin, Katie. Katie, welcome to the show again. Hi, it's great to be back again. Unfortunately, we are not together this time. We are uh in our respective states but yep. i'm excited to kind of jump into this with you today um i read something this week about boundaries and it said boundaries are perimeters around the things that we value so your values can be your time that you spend with your family your kids your it can be value around your physical health, your rest, and even your emotional and mental health. So when you think of boundaries, Katie, what does that kind of mean for you? It means that my values and outlooks are respected and my time that I have, the time I've allotted for myself, no matter the person or thing who once that time respects the fact that, hey, this is my plan. This is the time I have carved out for whatever it is. Yeah. And then they don't pressure me to then bend on those, that time or that boundary. Yeah. That's good. I think I had no idea what like a real true boundary was until I was in my late twenties and living on my own and realizing that I needed to have boundaries around certain things. And my values were shifting as I was getting kind of to be my own person. And I struggled with that for a long time to implement them and to stick with them because I was a habitual people pleaser for most of my adulthood. And I still struggle with that. Um, but as soon as someone made me feel guilty or push that boundary a little bit, I would usually cave and all that did is end up making me feel drained emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, therapy helped me a ton. So getting into therapy in my late twenties and then now in my late thirties really you know, learning how to stand up for myself and to prioritize what was really important to me and good tools to stick with those boundaries that I had created and not give in on them. Um, I talked about some of like our upbringing with like diet culture and just, you know, as a kid, 
in our first episode. So now jumping into this boundary situation, did you like, what was your experience like learning how to create boundaries for yourself as a, as an adult? So I said similarly, similarly, um, not really having that a healthy boundary growing up from like not from parents or then seeing my mom like have boundaries for herself. So I didn't really know what that looked like. Yeah. Until I was also right. Until I was in my twenties as well, probably closer to late twenties. And there's even times now, like I know what my boundaries are and I have them set, but just the fact like having to say no to someone I still will have like that sub feeling of guilt. Yeah. And I've had to learn that don't feel guilty because you feeling guilty to someone, me feeling guilty, then that just gives them that control. And I've had to learn that my time is precious. And if someone makes me feel uncomfortable, um, then they, they're not respecting my boundaries or my time. Yeah. One thing that my therapist told me, and this was not that long ago, but basically if you, and this had to do around something that we're actually going to talk about in just a second, but uh, holiday time and, you know, all that brings this lovely moments and also some stressful moments. But I had talked about a boundary I had set or I had wanted to set and, you know, I was nervous that I was going to like cave on this boundary. And she basically said like, you have to stick with this boundary that you set. And if you cave on it this one time, then it's like, it's a house of cards. Like you can just expect that that boundary will never be respected. And that really resonated with me because you, it's not wrong to have a personal boundary. And if someone chooses to not respect that that is not a reflection of you and your values it's a reflection of them and their values and that has nothing to do with you um but that helped me kind of like really stick to what I had said I was um knowing that it was going to affect me in the future and my family in the future right and it is important like you're saying to stick to those so uh, for example, like most recently, I I like to get up in the mornings and go bike or run. And for some reason or another, my husband got up early one morning when I was getting ready to go work out. And he normally doesn't get up that early. So I'm able to go get my workout done, come back. And he's like, oh, why don't you just, you know, sit here and have coffee with me this morning? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, you know, of course, like time together like that is also important. And so I did that instead of my workout. And then I didn't have time hmm. to do what I had planned. Yeah. And so I just, not, I, I wouldn't say anything to him as far as I understand he wanted to have quality time, but it also just reinforced to me, I had gotten up, I had allotted myself this much time in the morning yeah. because then once that time's up, I need to get to work. Yeah. That's a good example. And I I mean, we deal with that. That was a hard thing, learning how to be like, you know, two people as one 
person and not being selfish and like kind of figuring out like you get up extra early so you can do those things. And, you know, it was, that was just an off time that he, you know, happened early too. But, you know, like I was used to working at five, six, eight, my whole life. I had to adjust, but now like I'm so regimented and when I carve out those things for myself, um, I totally get that. And that, I mean, that's something that I think goes into like the family boundary too, is like boundaries that you have with your spouse and, um, you know, giving each other that room to do things that are important to you, but also, you know, spending time together. So, okay. Now we're going to jump into a couple of things that came from the community. And a couple of weeks ago, I asked uh, people in my community uh, online, what were some boundaries that they found themselves setting with their family? And one of these that came in was setting designated time around holiday visits, which I think is so important, especially if you are traveling to, you know, somewhere. Um, but this is a question, Katie, for really both of us, but neither one of us have small children. Do you feel like when you are in a situation planning holiday time and if you're having to travel that your time is valued less since you don't have a small child? I have not noticed that. And I'm not sure if it is because, of course, I do I do know people and have friends with small children, but I wouldn't say some of my closest friends have small children. But I have not felt that pressure, thankfully. Yeah, that's good. Um, I have think. You, some, have you? I think sometimes for us, it does feel like since we don't have kids, that our time is not quite as valuable. And maybe that's that's maybe that's my perception. Um, but it does feel like that sometimes. Like our days are more like, oh, well, you have all you, you know you have all this free time or you work for yourself and you can take off this day and you can come down this day and, you know, you can travel to this situation on this day. And it's, it, it's not like that. <laughs> I mean, so we are definitely in the minority in our families, both of our families, as far as not having kids. Right. And we have friends who have small children and we're very involved in their lives. And I think sometimes, um, People forget that, that just because you don't have kids um, doesn't mean that you don't understand that there are, you know, schedules and nap schedules and, and feeding schedules and those types of things. And you're willing to, like, be considerate of that, but it goes both ways. Um, but I think, you know, I've talked to friends before who they have a really stressful situation when they go into town to, like, visit family for holidays and it can be triggering. It can be sad. It can be, you know, it can be a, a variety of things. And I think one thing that I have suggested and has been received well is like, just stay. Don't, you don't have to stay in the environment. If it's an environment that's not conducive to you having like good peace during the holidays, like get a hotel or stay with a friend. Um, you don't have to put yourself right back in the situations that are traumatizing for you. And if you don't have a choice, like I think that's where that time limit can really come in handy. Like, you know, okay, the activity starts at two o'clock. We're going to stay until five. And then 
it's a hard, we got to, you know, we're out of here. So for us, you know, we recently relocated to a different state. All of our family, we've been used to them being in the same general area. So now our time up there has actually turned out to be very stressful and chaotic. While you want to see someone, you're being split, like we're being split multiple ways. So we have three or four days to see however many different sets of friends and family. And the last time I was up there, I had friends I wanted to see, but I told them I I have 30 minutes and then I have to go, but I'm glad we got to see each other. (laughs) Yeah. So thankfully they were respectful of that. And, you know, but that, I mean, it's honestly, it's bad to say, but, or hard to say, but it's, it's better than nothing. But when you're traveling and that's all the time you have, you have to be mindful of yourself and the rest you need while traveling. Yeah. Well, and not just like the physical aspect, but then like you're giving a piece of yourself to each one of these people and these visits and that gets draining. Oh, very much so. Especially if you're not someone who is extroverted. And that's something that I have dealt with as well because um, I don't get back home to visit. I go for a day. Um, but getting feel, felt feeling like you're getting pulled in all these directions and feeling like you have to, you know, check off all these boxes and it becomes overwhelming. And one thing that's kind of been helpful for me is maybe I go more frequently, but I designate each visit to like, you know, like if it's on mother meant to see my mom, I wasn't going to try to go see, you know, everyone. And that was, you know, while I would like to make time to see more people, it's, it is better for everyone if you make that time quality, right? It's like quality time over quantity time. But if you are like, you know, when you go, you have a longer trip to go back home. And if you can only see someone for 30 minutes, I think that's such a gift. Like I would be happy to see, like my best friend and I, a few months ago, we literally met halfway between our hometown and where I live, met at station literally on the side of the road with her baby and her dad literally for 20 minutes to like get in the car and like just catch up and see each other and I think that was that was amazing and we needed that and that was quality time for us and that was all we could really manage um and neither one of us made the other person feel guilty and I think that is something that is so sad when you do go and in that time even if it's for 20 or 30 or 40 minutes like don't make the other person feel guilty when they have to leave that well and then the fact that she did not make you feel guilty that is a good friend someone who respects your time knows that you respect your own time and the fact that you carved out that time in the day for however long to not only just prepare to drive there drive there spend the time and then drive back right You are both respecting each other's boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's go into, I love this one. This was another one from the community about boundaries. And someone said they decline invites if they're the day of or last minute. And all God's people said, hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Because I, if I mean, anyone listening to this who is 
friends with me in my circle knows like they're laughing now because I say, hey, if we're going to make plans, we need to make them at like a month in advance, at least. Anything less than a month is short notice for me. <laughs> like that's just my personal, <laughs> that's my personal thing. Like don't, don't text me on a Monday and think like we're going to hang out over the weekend. It's not going to happen. You know, of course, last minute things and emergencies are going to come up, but you know, uh, somebody said like your failure to plan isn't their responsibility um, or stress or worry. They're not going to worry and stress because someone didn't plan something. Right. And thankfully, I would feel like our friend group now is pretty good about our time together. But there are times that we'll get, hey, do you want to go meet up here and do this or that? And if I'm in for the night, I'm I don't want to go back out yeah like if the bra has come off it's not going back on like <laughs> I'll say thanks for the invite maybe we can plan for next week or <laughs> and I don't feel guilty about it because I like being home and relaxed I enjoy yeah. spending time with friends too but we can we can plan sometime in advance <laughs> yeah I love that that is hilarious I'm gonna have to remember that and uh, do you have like a cut off a time like um like time is a big boundary for me. I value like our time at home in the evening. I value my sleep. To me, the earlier in the day, the better. Yeah. Um, because then you get in your two to four hours, and then you still have your quiet time at home to kick back and relax. So, yeah. let's see. So, for an example, last week we did go out. We met some friends for dinner, and before we ever left, it was, okay, we are leaving at 7.30. So we just knew, and it wasn't exactly like 7.30 on the dot, but we both knew, okay, this is when we're going to start wrapping it up and heading home, because I like to start getting ready for bed around 8 or 8.30, and I don't like to compromise my sleep for anything. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, I understand like most people work until five o'clock and it's not always conducive to like get together super early. And I think, like I said, there's different situations and um, especially if it's something I can plan far enough advance for that it's going to be maybe later than I would, you know, personally prefer, then that makes it a lot easier because I can mentally kind of plan to have maybe a later night or, or things like that. Um Oh, yeah, there are, there are going to be those times where it is later, but in general, no. Yeah, don't ask me last minute. The answer is no. If it's dark outside, definitely not. And if it's raining, that's a double no. <laughs> and if it's going to mean I'm going to be driving home in the dark by the uh-uh. time the event ends, that's also a no. <laughs> no, we're so old. I love it. This is why I have so many friends who are, like, so much older than us because they don't mind to eat at 5 o'clock. <laughs> right they're like oh it's getting dark I better get ready to get home I'm like yeah girl go um (laughs) so one more that came in from the community that was a boundary that they uphold is not answering phone calls after a certain time so this person mentioned that their parent was an alcoholic and I guess after a certain amount of certain time of night phone calls start coming in so um silencing phone notifications and not answering phone calls so that is where I love this new feature with the new iPhone updates yeah where you can silence it and 
you can make it more personal. So like for me, like I still have like a couple of people who can still make phone calls or texts will still come through, even if it's on like do not disturb because it might be a family member or like if Brandon is out of town. Um, but and my clients are very respectful of this. Like I cut my phone off like for work early and I have a strict cancellation policy. So, you know, if anything comes in after those times, they know I'm going to see it. But um, I'm, I think that that is a, it's unfortunate that we're at that place in, in technology in the world where we just feel like we have to respond to everything as soon as it comes in. But I'm thankful for those options to let someone know, Hey, like I'm turned off for the evening or, you know, I'll get back with you tomorrow. Um, one thing that we do on the weekends is I have a certain setting on my phone for like Sabbath basically, which I try to observe on like Saturday. It doesn't always happen on Saturday. Sometimes it is Sunday, but for like the whole day and I have it set where I don't get any notifications. Even if I look at my phone, it doesn't even tell me how many text messages have come through. It looks like I don't have any, um, which is a really cool feature. I like that. Um, do you, do you do that? Do you do your phone silent? So, no, I, I had to notify you earlier, though, and I did have to do it where it said notify anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So I typically have it on during work hours. I am remote, but I do need to be available. But then towards the later part of the day, I'll turn it on snooze. And same thing, like my husband can call me or notify me. And anybody else who does, they have his information. They can get to him and he can reach me. <laughs> yeah. But I have, like, also, if I am getting a call, and it's going to be from someone who's long-winded and I end up feeling stressed after the conversation, I will put that call off and then call yeah. back when I'm mentally prepared. <laughs> no, I think that's so smart. Um and I agree. And I, I think some people just prefer to talk on the phone. And I don't think either one of us are those types of people. So you just know, like, okay, this is going to be a phone conversation with someone. I'm going to call them back when I know I have this time to set aside and I can be prepared. Okay, so one of the questions from the community was how to set boundaries with strange family. So I think what the, at the heart of this question was setting boundaries with family who it could be your own family, it could be in-laws, but family who is just different from you. And we all have family members that are that way or, or other, you know, um, families within our family that were just different from us. And maybe you need a few extra boundaries. Maybe it causes you stress. Maybe there's some tension there. Maybe there's some unsaid, whatever. Um, I have a few things that I have suggestions. What are some that you have? It could be either from your own experiences or something that you think would be helpful for people who are in that situation, which I think we all can glean something from that. Right. So making sure if it is someone who makes you feel a family member who makes you feel uncomfortable or you leave that interaction or meeting feeling drained. Make sure before you ever go into it ahead of time that you you are mentally prepared and you are in a good place mentally and emotionally. And it may take a while. You may not be able to do it in the next few days or in a couple weeks. 
but that's where working working on that and working with your therapist can help but then when it comes time to meeting with that individual then you get with them find out a time that and a place that works good for both of you and like personally when I have done this in the past we found a nice public place but in a quiet setting so you do feel like you have some intimacy and privacy but you go ahead of time you have the understanding that we can meet from four to five or if it's your lunch break 12 to twelve thirty, and you make that known ahead of time and you wear a watch or you have your phone you don't want your phone to necessarily be there to as a distraction but you want to make sure you have an eye on the time yeah because if it is someone who doesn't respect your time or boundaries and then you give them just a little bit extra it's they're just going to continue to do that so you have to be firm in your own decision and parameters ahead of time so that way they can't continue to then control you and it it makes them see that hey I am I'm serious about my time and I respect my time and these boundaries I've set and if you don't then we're not going to be able to continue to meet or to carry this relationship any further yeah that's so good what what about in situations like what do you do when um you are going you either have to go to a family member's house um or they are coming to your house and you don't have that um luxury of <laughs> delegating like hey we're gonna meet here at this time in this place so you know so yeah so if I'm visiting family or family is visiting yeah. I <laughs> I will need to run an errand <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Right now, I'm sitting in my closet rep- recording this podcast with you. Um, but yeah, so there are. I have also found I'm this way no matter what. If I'm at a large party, I have found that I just get this. You internal... just go to the bathroom and hide for a little while. Yes, an internal feeling. <laughs> no, don't you remember we used to do that? We would all we'd find ourselves <laughs> together in the bathroom. Yeah, that goes back to our childhood. We would just, like, escape into the bathroom. Congregate to the bathroom. Yeah, sit in the floor and, like, talk about, like, our lives. Yes. No, I I find a way to escape. And because I I need that. I just need some, just some quiet. Or I know that I'm just, I'm going to (laughs) flip. Nobody wants that. I think that's that's really helpful, though, because if you do have family who is coming to stay with you or vice versa, like designating time, like it can be movement. Like, hey, I go take a walk every, you know, evening after dinner and they may want to come with you. So you might need to like get creative with that. But, um, you know, getting still carving time out for yourself, even in the midst of hosting family or being at a family member's house, it doesn't mean you're a prisoner to, you know, be a host or a guest, like take a walk or find a workout class or go get, try a coffee shop or go, like you said, go run an errand and, you know, just like take some get time for yourself to kind of get outside and reset yourself. Um, or take come a back second into that use- situation. Right. And use the fact that you're the host as an excuse as well or a reason, you know, oh, no, I'll get this. Why don't you go sit down and relax? 
Yeah. That like washing dishes or doing laundry or clean, just anything to zone out. And at the same time, you are giving them the opportunity to enjoy their vacation. That's awesome. And I, I think that that's really kind too, because you are, even though you're doing it really for yourself, you're also putting it back on them and giving them back something in that situation. Um, you know, whether you are getting along or, or not, or it's a stressful situation. I think that that's really Well, good. and it doesn't always have to be that you're not getting along, but just knowing yourself and knowing that you need these little time outs yeah. that you're not going to get, you may not get a large chunk that you normally would as an introvert, but just the little, little refreshers, the little time outs will kind of help keep you, keep you going and in your right space emotionally and mentally I love that that's super helpful and never be afraid if a boundary is crossed like a hard boundary or value or principle that you hold and that family member or even a friend you know crosses that to 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 just like leave if you're in the situation where you can leave and I've done that plenty of times um or to make it known like hey this is this is not how we speak in this house and this is or this is not how we treat each other in our home like and giving that person an an open and honest like line of communication to have a conversation about it but if they choose not to and continue to disrespect or damage you know you or your relationship you know you can ask them to leave and you can also leave you know Right. Exactly. That's that's something, too, I think we forget because it's, oh, well, that's just going to cause a scene. No, it's it's setting your boundaries and it's making them more obvious and more clear. If you didn't see it the first time, okay, crossing the boundaries and me leaving. Do you see it now? Yeah. Um, Okay, let's move on to some friend boundaries. So family boundaries, I feel like those are, you know something that we all can utilize, but friend boundaries, we don't really talk about a lot. And do you have any, do you think those differ from the family relationship boundaries? Have you had situations with friends that you've had to like be, had a, have, have had to have a hard conversation with because they're not respecting you or your boundaries? So I would, I wouldn't say so. Um, And I think that goes along with the types of, friends like we choose as well but I noticed so I have a friend group and we get together about once a week we all try to meet up and we'll either we do some type of activity whether it's biking or crocheting you know whatever it is we hang out here about each other's week for about an hour and a half yeah and I remember my first time meeting with them I think we'd been there a little over an hour and one of the girls was like all right mom I was so impressed. I was like, wow, most, you know, it's still early. Like she's like me. I, I guess like that's good in this group. Oh, and like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, it's getting close to dinner and my husband should be home soon. And uh-huh. it's it it's a good it's a good thing to see too that they respect their time and their time at home, their personal time. And we all work, so we have to get up and we have other priorities as well and we made time to spend with each other and we'll see you next week yeah I love that and they respect your time that's refreshing Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think that's too, this goes along with just as you, as you get older and you realize like who is really part of your tribe, who are really your people and the difference between like your friends and your acquaintances. And I think that's something that I never really understood, like, in, you know, as a teenager in my early twenties, like, oh, everybody's my friend. But like older you get, the more you realize, like, I can be friendly with people. I want to be kind to everyone, but not everyone is going to be in that inner circle. And I think the more you um, get those people around you, you don't have those situations. But, you know, I'm I'm for, fortunate, just like you are, like with friends who understand like your time conservation and planning things in advance. And um, but I think we've all been in situations where we've had a friend who has tried to encroach on boundaries. And, you, you know, I think it's, might be easier with friends sometimes than it is with family. I don't know why that is. Um, to, you know, have a conversation if those boundaries continue to get um, crossed. Yeah. Then, you know, you have a conversation, but then you can end it. And I think it's always important to have that conversation. But like a big one for me is like someone who's continually um, not respectful of like time conservation or you know, weekends that I want to spend at home, planning things in advance. And then people who want to like input into personal things. Like if it's someone that you're not super close with and they're wanting to tell you how to, you know, what you should do in your marriage or how you should raise your kids. And you don't know, you don't really have a close relationship with these people. That that's like a personal, a personal pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that could be a a, a topic for another episode, too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it definitely is the parenting thing for sure. Um, okay. So last couple, let's talk about work boundaries and boundaries with social media. So what are some work boundaries that you try to implement in your work since you also have some flexibility in your work schedule? So, right. So my work is flexible mainly because I'm remote, but... I, I know that my busiest time of the day is in the mornings and that is why I get up early and I have my priorities to do my workouts and my work things I need to ahead of time in the morning. And then if there is something, if a a meeting or a volunteer opportunity or someone wants to get together in that mid morning, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I I can't do it at this time. What about and offer another time later in the day. Mm-hmm. And then after a certain time later in the afternoon, I don't check my email. I won't log back into work. When the working hours are done, I'm done. Like I'm done You're replying. Done. Yeah. Right. So there's always going to be a task. It doesn't matter how much you do. And I can reply to you tomorrow. Yeah. Nothing is immediate. No, life yeah. it it's it's just a big conveyor belt. <laughs> it's gonna come <laughs> back around. <laughs> It'll never stop. Yeah. It's uh it's Lucy trying to get those Hershey kisses wrapped. Oh my gosh. You gotta you gotta stop at some point. <laughs> yeah. I love that show. Um you also said you mentioned like family first, like your family first rule. Right. So Personally, it is 
Well, I would say me. Like, I need to take care of myself first. But it is in my nature to want to take care of other people first. It is in my nature to want sh- to make sure my husband's coffee is ready, his water's filled before mm-hmm. he leaves for the day. Does you know the little things like that just help him get out the door and make it more efficient for him but before I do that I need to make sure that the things I have to do in that time frame are also done and if that is not the case then I'm going to feel stressed and pushed for time and nobody is going to feel happy if then I'm portraying a feeling of anxiety or stress or frazzled so take care of yourself first and then you need to have your I don't say pecking order but you need to have your (laughs) order so for me yes it is going to be myself it's going to be my husband and my dog yeah but I love that because it's it goes back to you can't pour from an empty cup yes if you're if you're empty and you're trying to water everybody else you're eventually just going to get to the point where you're just watering them with acid and nobody wants that, you know? Well, right. And we went through a time too. I remember saying to my husband, I said, if I don't take care of myself, then I won't have anything to give to you. Mm -hmm. So I need to have that quality time. Listen to myself. What do I need to make myself a better person? And that is quality time working out you listen, listen to yourself and it may not come right away, but whatever makes you feel better. And for me, like I've said, mentioned several times, it's getting up early. I love being up before everybody else because it's still quiet. Mm-hmm. And that is my time. Yeah. I love that. Um, What boundaries do you set around social media? So I'm bad about social media and the fact that I don't really like it or get That's on not it. bad, though. That's good. <laughs> it's good unless you're trying to help. Oh, and I tried. On a podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. And I have tried to do the reels and the posts. And I'll go and I'll think, oh, I got my ring lamp. I'm going to make these videos. <laughs> and I'm going to do promotions and whatever. And I do one. And then I literally forget about it. Yeah. And then I'm just thinking, oh, man, do I, if I'm going to do it, I then need to make the time for that. But also, if that kind of makes me feel stressed or if that's not something that really fills me, then maybe I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I know you're more active on social media. So what is <laughs> your standpoint? <laughs> well, I admire you. I I like that a lot. And I wish I remember those days. and I want always to get back to that but you know I can always use the excuse that well I'm working you know like if mm-hmm. you know it's like eight o'clock at night I'm on Instagram I'm working you know I mean <laughs> you know, it's like no you're not you're like scrolling to look at like you know what you can do to your nails next week but um I I have gone through seasons where I've done like a time off of social media so like for a month I'll just delete all my apps and I always feel the very best I always feel when I do that but I just don't it's like think, cleaning like, your closet. Yeah. But it's for me and like for my business, it's not sustainable. So I have just had to set better boundaries about 
not getting on social media at a certain time at night. I've been sleeping with my phone in a different room since January. So the only time I sleep with my phone in the bedroom is if Brandon's out of town. Same. Um, I sleep with mine in another room. And if yeah. Andrew's gone, I'll yeah. go to the bedroom. And I love it. And it's great because what I, what I don't do in the morning is I don't roll over first thing and check Instagram. Like I read something when I was in the midst of starting my business about don't start your day by looking at what other people create because then you are not creating from a, a um, organic place. You're not creating content or you're not uh, journaling or you're not writing or you're not being however you are creative. You're not doing that from an organic space when the first thing you do or, is you're consuming what someone else has created because then you start thinking, oh, well, I could do it my way like that or I could I could do something similar. Um and I, I think that that is really important, but um, I already mentioned what I do with work and like texting and emails and things like that. And I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on that, but mm-hmm. social media is always a back and forth with me. Um, I'm trying to get Brandon to get on here and for us to do our date night podcast. And we'll talk about this in that episode, but Friday nights are date nights and that's a strict no phone policy. Um, I'm not always great at it. Uh, He is very good at it, but you know, phones are away. Phones are left at home or in the car. Um, And then, you know, I think just like you said, like having, having that cutoff time and, and putting the notifications off or silencing it or putting it in another, in another room. So, um, I'll have to, in another day and time, share the situation where he and I both left our phones in the car for an evening and our parents called the police. I remember that because I also sh- received multiple calls. <laughs> they showed up at our house. On Sunday morning, knocking on the door for a welfare check. And we were married and had our own home. Yes. Anyway, that's a great story for another episode. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this was, this was good. Um, hopefully, those of you listening found uh, some helpful tips with boundaries. And maybe you just realize you're not alone with trying to implement and set those throughout your life and with family. And oh, Yeah. Um, we're No, no one is alone in anything Mm -mm. and I can talk about the boundaries and things I do but I also break my own boundaries like it is it is a continuous it's learning you've got to continuously practice and like I was saying don't don't let yourself feel guilty for setting your boundaries because it's you first and your time is invaluable yeah I love that um okay katie remind us where we can find you on social media even though you won't be there (laughs) grounded evergreen i'll try to make a post hopefully this week okay (laughs) i'll do my best i will make time to make a post (laughs) okay all right and um don't forget to put a caption on it okay (laughs) okay um and you can find me at fit style knox Okay, guys. Um, Well, we will talk to you soon. Until then, live well and be happy.